Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast was created for entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, digital marketing tips, personal development resources, and a nice dose of comic relief. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What is going on, everybody? Jason Wright here, bringing you episode number 147 of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. Starting to rack a few up, aren't we? Well, quick announcement for you guys before we get into the show. I was doing the full access project for a couple months. It was kind of the uncut, raw little journey of an entrepreneur, and I decided to stop doing it, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, When I was transitioning out of my full-time job as an employee into this uh, business full-time, it made a lot of sense for me, and then I started feeling like I was, uh, you know, running out of new things to say, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go back to the one episode a week. So I tried it, but I really enjoy talking to guests on the podcast. That's probably my favorite thing. So that's what we're going to keep doing. So today we've got another guest. We've got another awesome guest. We will get into that in a moment. But, you know, I want to talk more about what I just said. So I'm the biggest advocate of if you have an idea, give it a shot. See what happens. So my seven-year-old daughter, Jersey, and I started a Shopify store today. It's called GooseKid.com. And it's uh, just one of the million nicknames I gave gave her. And I don't even know how it started. But anyway, she's finding stuffed animals and slime and things like that that are interesting to her. And we're trying to sell those through e-commerce. And I work with clients and stuff with Shopify. And I thought, you know what? The best way for me to get really, really good is for me to actually mess with it. That's how I learn everything. You know, there's different learning types. But for me, I got I to gotta do it myself. I got to play around with it and figure it out. So... It's like 29 bucks a month, so the way I see it, even if we sell nothing, fine. She's having fun. She's getting to see the entrepreneurial thing, you know, from her level. I'm getting to learn about another significant platform, and uh, it's kind of a win-win. So, and you know, just like the Full Access Project, if I get to a point with that or anything else, I'm like, hey, this isn't worth my time or my money anymore, got to cut it loose, so... My point with all that, don't be scared to try things and don't be scared to say, you know what, something's not working and cut it loose. If only I could calculate the amount of things that I've dabbled in and failed at. It's It's been a lot, but that's how I learn, actual experience. So like I mentioned a few minutes ago, we've got a great guest today. Today I'll be talking to Erica Weddle from Simply Fitness. Just spoke to her a few days back, actually, so nice and fresh. Uh, she's also in Indiana, so pretty cool. Let's listen in and see what Eric and I talked about. What is going on, everybody? I've got another great guest with me this week. I've got Erica Weddle, and she is from Simply Fitness. She's a personal trainer, a yoga instructor, and an entrepreneur as well. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. This is going to be awesome. Absolutely. It's not too often I get another Indiana guest, so go Indiana. Oh, well, that's cool. I just assumed that most of you people were from Indiana. so <laughs> All over the world, my friend. All over the world. So tell me a bit about your journey into entrepreneurship. I know you've been doing what you've been doing for a couple of years, and I'd love to hear about it. Sure. 
I uh, come from a social service background and um, working in nonprofit arenas, a lot of times with lower income families, engaging in what I would consider lifestyle and behavior change, goal setting, that kind of arena. And always knew that the health and wellness arena was something that I wanted to pursue and kind of touch on that with some of my nonprofit jobs that I was doing in the social service arena. So in 2014, I believe it was, I went back to school and got my certification for personal trainer. Had that in my back pocket, started kind of dabbling in it, worked for a gym for a little while, and yoga was always on the forefront as well. And then knew that I wanted to uh, go a little bit deeper. Started with a very tall, tiny, sorry, studio space here in Nashville. And literally at that point, it was like, build it and they will come. And they did. And I outgrew each space. Now I'm in a much bigger space teaching yoga and working with clients still with lifestyle and behavior change. Um, but just a different arena, a different target audience, using the personal training toolbox as well as the yoga toolbox. Very nice. So is it something where like in the day job you were like, man, I, this has got to end. I've got to get out of here. Or was it just more of a, you know, the side hustle just kind of blew up? I mean, how, how did it was that work? Probably, yeah, that's a great question because I see that a lot in some of the other folks that I follow on social media or just having general conversations with people whether it's current clients or fellow students. It was kind of a combination of both. Um, I knew, again, that the health and wellness arena was a calling, per se. And I was in a job that I was ready to quit. And so I quit that job to go back to school to obtain the personal trainer certificate. And then... Yeah, the side hustle kind of became my full-time job, and I still do other huts, other side hustles <laughs> aside <laughs> from this full-time job. So, yeah, what, what else are you into? I also uh, wait tables, so um, nice. that's always a nice uh, plus to everything else that's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of multiple streams of income. Sure. Yep. When I look at somebody that's just got one job working for somebody, I think, man, that's the, the scariest, riskiest scenario you could ever put yourself in. Because for any reason, if it goes away, then what? Exactly. You know, and, you know, so many people think it's the other way around, but it's it's really not. So very interesting. Can you imagine if Monday, so today's Thursday, if Monday you had to just go back working full time for somebody else and had to give up the studio? How would that make you feel? It's always been an idea as kind of a uh, fallback option. You know, if something were to go wrong, let's say, I don't know, I injure myself and now I have to go sit at a desk job. Sure. My first thought is, ugh. Yeah. But then secondly, <laughs> you know, whatever it takes to pay the bills. Yep. Um, I wouldn't probably maybe be as happy or as free, but... I also know that, you know, I've got other skills from my past that I can tap into if need be. Yep. That's a really good attitude. It's interesting what you said about skills because I talk to people all the time, like I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. And figuring out what you've already got experience in and what you're good at and more importantly, passionate at 
then figuring out how to, you know, transfer that into other stuff is the key to a lot of this, you know? Definitely. I have seen posts on social media that have like a Zen diagram. You know what I mean with those multiple circles. And so you have all these things on the outside that talk about like your lifestyle, your hobbies, uh, what you may have already done, uh, like from a college degree or what have you. And then you kind of tie all those together somehow in this Venn diagram and hopefully find that do what you love because you love what you do. And that whole process also is your source of income or multiple sources of income, depending on how many jobs you want to dabble in. Absolutely. So with what you're doing, would you say most of your time is spent with personal training or yoga? It's a nice combination because a lot of my clients like to utilize both modalities. Perfect. So I might have some clients that do personal training one day of the week and then do yoga another day of the week. Mm -hmm. And how important is passion come into play with what you're doing? Would it be tough to do what you're doing if you weren't passionate about it? I don't know that it would be tough because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just go into uh, a clock in, clock out, nine to five type job for many, many years because all they really think about is the paycheck. Are they passionate about that job? Maybe not. Um, But their mindset is probably more so of just feeding the family, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, I'm passionate about it. Yes. Does it make it easier for me to go? Probably. Mm-hmm. But again, if I had to do something else to make ends meet, that's always an option or on the table. So Absolutely. Since you've been in business, though, have you seen pretty steady growth? Yes. And again, that's why I've had to kind of bounce around to different spots in town because literally back to that build it and they will come, uh, you know, more and more folks started coming. I had waiting lists and outgrew my spaces. So. Mm-hmm. For do, you, sure. do you think you're in your current space for a while so that you got quite a bit of room to grow in it still? Well, that's a funny question, and I'm glad you asked that because I'm actually at a pivotal point where I came to a much larger space a year ago, and it's the largest space I've been in yet, thinking, oh, this is it. This is my final home. I'll be here forever. And then in 2018, beginning of the year, you know, most folks are thinking New Year's resolutions and all that great stuff. I was thinking more along the lines of like, okay, I need to offer different services, more services, less services, change the way I, I present my services, kind of a reboot or a respark. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm actually taking hiatus from the physicality of the storefront, the brick and mortar of a studio at the end of this month. So I will still be in, yeah, so I'll still be in business, but I just won't have that physicality of that turnkey, open the door, everything's ready for you. Uh, brick and mortar store and do more of things like Skype. Um, I've already fiddled with that a little bit with some of my current clients. We work outside a lot, particularly going into the warm weather. So we have, you know, many, many months ahead of us for that. And then I have some other spaces around town that I can use for one time um, events and workshops, you know, that don't happen on a regular basis, like for private clients. Um, So the space is great. I'm just going to take a break from it for a while. Mm-hmm. I like that. The pivoting thing is something I probably do. Uh, I, I guess I really can't compare it to other people. I pivot a lot with my business. You know, people mm-hmm. hear intentionally inspirational. They're like, why is that the name of your company if you do marketing automation? And I said, well, it didn't start there. 
So with the content we create, with the podcast and the blog, you know, we still stay pretty inspirational on our message and entrepreneurship's a big focus, but the, the core money is, comes from digital marketing automation and managing that for clients and teaching people how to do it, that type of stuff. So I think people are silly if they don't pivot when they want or need to, you know what I mean? Right. Just because you want it to work doesn't mean it's going to work. If the market doesn't sure. want it, then how valuable is it, you know? I like that word pivot because that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Yep. <laughs> and it's nice that you have the freedom to do so, you know? Definitely. And I like that word too, freedom. Uh, most people that I've talked to have literally said to me things like, you go girl, you know, do what you need to do. I think this is a great change for you. You know, everything, all of my clients have had great feedback mm -hmm. uh, because they understand the pivot. Yep. So you'll still work with them. You're just trying to do more of it online. Um, not specifically more of it online. I want to uh, explore that a little bit deeper. Um, I with things like Skype or FaceTime um, because of nice weather, mm -hmm. we're already doing a lot of things outside. Mm -hmm. I also have the option to go to their home. That's how I started. Was okay. actually interesting. Uh, so I'm kind of going back to my roots in a sense. Um, but I'm also considering doing more uh, retreat type options for uh, clients, whether it's here in Brown County or extending it out of state. So let's say we go to the mountains or we go to the ocean or a middle of a cornfield. I don't know. So what would the uh, retreat look like? Tell me about that. Well, I've already planned and executed one this winter here locally at a bed and breakfast. And it basically was made up of, uh, it was a considered a wellness retreat. So I brought in a local acupuncturist, a reflexologist and a massage therapist. So clients or attendees had the ability to purchase those sessions in kind of an a la carte fashion. And then the rest of the time was spent kind of on their own um, in this bed and breakfast. In addition to we had uh, two different yoga sessions, a uh, communal breakfast, and it was winter time. So we had a uh, uh, winter hike. Mm -hmm. outside as well so just to stay active in the winter time mm -hmm. but what i want to do next is something where we can do a lot of that outside and bring those other um, body work modalities um, maybe um, some different types of yoga classes besides the ones that i was teaching so bringing in other instructors as well okay very nice well it's it's interesting i, I talked to a lot of people will kind of say in the personal training slash fitness space Mm -hmm. A lot of people seem to be going to that blend of in-person and online, and some people go straight to online. But I actually talked to somebody this week, a uh, different state, that was uh, only interested in in-person. So I guess there's always going to be a, um, a time and place for all of it. But I've got sure. a, a buddy here locally that's you know keeps growing his online fitness clients and stuff as well. It's just interesting because technology uh, makes things possible that weren't possible 10 years ago, you know? Well, even really just a few years ago, it's pretty cool. I mean, I just with things like social media and uh, like YouTube, you know, apps on your phone. I mean, that people really have no excuse when it comes to uh, finding resources about fitness or nutrition, wellness in general. It, it's out there. And a lot of times it's for free or little t cost. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, what I do full-time now, like the software didn't exist five years ago, 
you know, and who knows where the world will be five years from now. So you have to yeah. be willing to <laughs> keep your eyes on the opportunities and, you know, if you want more for yourself. You got to be willing to learn stuff and do different things, you know? Right. And that's kind of where I am with the, the change and that pivot again of the studio. Uh, taking that shift is a, getting rid of the uh, overhead, which kind of sounds strong because I don't want people to think I'm just like shutting down the studio or what have you. But, uh, you know, allowing more of that freedom that you mentioned earlier by not having that overhead of the physicality of the brick and mortar you know, storefront um, for a while. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that, you know, six months from now, I might not go back to having a storefront again. Um, mm -hmm after I explore some other options. Mm -hmm. Again, just trying to provide different services, uh, seeing what, what the, the public wants. This is a small town and I have a pretty good following. So mm -hmm. um, I'm glad to keep up with them. Yep. Uh, do you consider entrepreneurship a career path or a lifestyle? That's a good question. I thought so. It's hard for me to call what I do a career because I think traditionally society has thought when we think career, we think more of that clock in clock out, staying in the same field or job or building or office or what have you for many, many years on end. Um, so it's hard for me to really wrap my hands around the word career itself because I have to go back to kind of that, cliche like saying of I do what I love because I love what I do mm -hmm. I'm providing services it doesn't feel like a job to me even when I go wait tables it doesn't feel like a job to me um, I have fun it's entertainment mm -hmm. I have a great rapport and uh, relationship with all of my clients and um, so I think it feels less like a career and just like a cool thing to do every day there you go <laughs> Very nice. So let's talk a bit about balance, Erica. What do you like to do when you're not working? What was the first sentence? Um, let's talk a bit about balance. 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 Ah. Yeah. So uh, obviously I'm a very active person. Um, I live in an area where outdoor recreation is a big part of our community. And just personally growing up, uh, playing lots of sports, being outside, uh, is still a part of who I am. And so you're going to find me doing something active outside, whether it's snowing um, or it's 80 degrees. Um, I am in the middle of taking a yoga training right now to um, expand my toolbox there. And that has led me to exploring some other yoga studios in the area, like other towns. Mm hmm. I um, also read for pleasure. Uh -oh. Very nice. But how important do you think the downtime is? You know, because it's real easy for us, like when we're building businesses to, maybe this is my experience. Sometimes I'll just lose track of time and uh, just get into it so deep that, you know, you almost have no balance. And it hasn't been as bad lately, but there's been periods where it's been pretty intense. Uh, I finally realized that I'm actually better when I, you know, get up and move around every few hours and don't just sit there for eight or 10 hours behind the computer and bang away. For sure. You agree downtime's pretty important then? Yeah. And downtime can be something like just going outside and, and walking your dog, or it could mean taking an overnight, uh, you know, one tank getaway across the state uh, and, and just literally getting away. 
Um, I like to travel and, and I don't mean just all, like, you know, picking up and going to Bali. I mean, like, let's drive to Madison for the weekend, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or indulging in a nice book, you know, whatever it takes to take yourself away from whatever that grind may be. Yep. Uh, again, coming from the health and wellness field, uh, I'm a big believer in um, self-care. And if that means, you know, having a pedicure or having a massage or exploring another gym or uh, going fishing with your buddies or playing pool and smoking cigars, you know, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. I like it. Was there ever a time when Simply Fitness was getting rolling where you thought, I don't know if this is going to work? Do you ever have that doubt? It's not as extreme per se as I don't think this is going to work. There's been definitely an ebb and flow of really nice up parts up to that roller coaster that I'm like literally thinking, wow, I built it and they're coming and holy smokes. If you would have asked me this four or five years ago, if I'd be in business for myself, my answer would have been no. Then there's, you know, so I'm really thankful for that. Then there's days where people aren't, coming as regularly people literally, you know, break up with me because they have found other resources or their income won't substantiate their monthly budget, you know, can't substantiate um, uh, paying for health and wellness or what have you. And, you know, I might get a little nervous, which is probably a strong word, but I, in the long run, it's been a nice even ebb and flow of the ups and downs. And it's, it's not, an area that's going to go away. You know, people know that they need to stay active and be healthy to live longer and better lives. So mm-hmm. it might not always be uh, my main gig, but it's definitely going to be a part of who I am mm-hmm. going forward. You're a pretty upbeat and laid back person, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> it <laughs> comes through pretty strongly. So that's great. Um, I'd love for you to share three tips for anybody listening who may be thinking about starting their own business. What kind of advice would you give them? Starting their own business. I don't know if I can break it down into three. Uh, Not that I'm going to be really lengthy, but honestly, with really anything in life, it is literally like, again, I keep using that whole term of build it and they will come, but if you don't take a chance, you're never going to know. And if that means, you know, changing the color of paint in your living room or quitting your full-time job to start a business, hence the entrepreneurship, uh, you'll never know until you try. And most of these folks that are thinking that right now, like, oh, I'd really like to quit my big-time job and do X, Y, and Z, uh, have a pocket full of skills they can always fall back on. So if X, Y, and Z, also known as your new entrepreneurship, doesn't work out or doesn't work out to the to the extent that you think it would, you know, most of these people are going to have something else to fall back on, uh, you know, whatever skills that, that got them to that point in life. Um, so breaking it down to three options um, is kind of tricky. But really, you know, I just want folks to be happy. So if you wake up tomorrow morning and you think this is the day I'm going to put my two weeks notice in because I just want to kayak for the next six weeks, do it. <laughs> do I like it. that. You know, it, it's funny if you're failing, that tells you you're doing something. 
People that never fail, they live boring, conservative, fear-driven mm-hmm. lives, you know? For sure. Very nice. Well, what's next for you, Erica? You've told us a little bit about kind of your pivot now. Uh, any other plans or anything else on the horizon for the rest of 2018? Well, I got offered a uh, one-day gig to teach yoga in the Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado uh, in September. So that's a pretty big deal for me right now. Um, awesome. I'm assuming you said yes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> offered and accepted a, yes, one-time uh, uh, opportunity to head out there. So that kind of fulfills my travel bug. Uh, and it fulfills my, you know, spreading my wings and researching, uh, other areas, uh, potentially for retreat options or what have you. Mm-hmm. If somebody listening, uh, likes your vibe and likes what you have to say, and they wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way they could contact you, whether it's through social media or whatever you like. Sure. Social media. I'm on Instagram at simply fitness with the number one at the end. And then on Facebook, uh, I have two accounts. My personal account, Erica Weddle, or the business account itself is uh, the word Simply Fitness. And email, simplyfitness1, number one, at yahoo.com. Awesome. Well, Erica, I appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate your insights and uh, wish you best of luck, continued luck with your business. Awesome. It's great to have the opportunity. This definitely fulfills kind of a bucket list. Uh, being on a podcast has been on my to-do list, so I'm glad I've had the opportunity, Jason. Awesome. No problem. Thank you. Take care. Cool. Thanks. All right. We are back to the show. Appreciate your time and your experience, Erica. Good stuff. Very good stuff. If you guys want to check out the show notes for this episode, you guys can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 147. And uh, get all of Erica's social media and resources there. And if you guys are ever interested in coming on the show yourself, I would encourage you to reach out to us, see what we've got going on. You know, it's funny, um, I don't know, maybe yesterday or the day before, I was talking to Tiffany on my team. She's been on the team for about a year now. And I said, hey, uh, I need some help, man. (laughs) I need some help getting some guests on here. I don't know how she did it. But within the course of like an hour or two, I had six more guests scheduled on the calendar. I was like, man, I've got to throw the brakes on that thing. So I blocked off the podcast until like I think late June so nobody else can schedule. Because last year, I don't know if you remember, I scheduled like 50 or 60 people in like two months. And it was overwhelming. And then so much time went by where I didn't talk to people. I forgot what I talked about when I released the show. So there's a balance in there somewhere. So good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I'm going to keep chugging with the marketing automation and keep going with what's working. And, uh, one podcast a week has served us well for two years and we're going to roll with that for now. So appreciate your ear as always. Um, look forward to bringing you one a week until further notice. And, uh, until next time, take care. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to intentionally inspirational. You can keep up with all of our new episodes on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We look forward to having you join us again next week for another great episode.